So I have this new feature, man. I found a way to hook your anxiety up so we can record it. Oh, yeah? Like an audio form of your anxiety. Okay. You're a loser. 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 See? It's it's kind of like my inner monologue come to life. That's your very much anxiety. Like everything your anxiety Everything, yeah. It really, I say my inner monologue because my anxiety is everything. There's no other, like, there's no confidence or anything. Oh, it's your total inner monologue? That is my total inner monologue right there. Huh. That's what I hear in my head during silences. Now that I brought that to your attention, let's Oops. listen to it again. Okay. You're a loser. 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 Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's what it sounds like in my head. Jeez. Let's see what it sounds like in my head on my subconscious level. Hey, fuckers. Religion's bullshit. God's not real. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Is it my voice, too? Yeah, weird. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Cinema PsyOps. This is the 237th straight week of this stupid shit. You think I'd be tired of it? My name's Court. That dumb fuck sitting across from me on the desk is Matt. What's that internal monologue for me again, please? You're a loser. 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 It feels like Christmas. How's it going, man? God, that's just what I needed to get my day going. I'm still confused that this is mine. Hey, fuckers. Religion's bullshit. God's not real. And why is it in your voice? I don't. I think it's just just the way it is. First of all, that's just you're always your total thought. And then my voice is because I'm I'm like a disease. And I, I, the more you're exposed to me, the more I invade your very self. Yes. Yeah, kind of. All right. So last week, yeah. right at the end of the show, I told you it was going to be so much more worse this week. It was so much worse. <laughs> it was so. I mean, the, uh, Linda and, uh, and uh, or uh, Alberline and Linda or Linda Lin- and Abilene. Linda yeah. and Abilene. Okay, it's it was his own thing. That's fine. Uh huh. But, but passion, passion plantation. Passion plantation. Uh-huh. 
Just to even say it makes me feel gross, number one. Yeah. And number two, oh my God, the messages in this movie were fucking horrific. <laughs> Everything in that movie was fucking horrific. Yeah. What you basically saw with Passion Plantation uh-huh. is like Ilsa She-Wolf of the SS only on a plantation. Uh, oh, instead it's, of in a... It's, in, a in, in a Nazi in, death camp, it's yeah. like literally the same kind of horse shit. They just put it on a plantation and they <sighs> threw a little more family drama in there. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's exploitative as fuck. Yeah. It ju- oh, it's just, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about quality of movie. That's beside the Soul point. Soul crushing. I'm talk- yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the, the message itself makes me weep <laughs> for, for everyone. <laughs> wow, I didn't think it was that extreme, but okay. Do- We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get uh-huh. into why I think that, that might be like just the most soul crushing well, movie well, ever. Since you are burning so much to speak about Passion Plantation, yeah, oh. we're going to save that for the last. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. Save, <laughs> save the best for last. Yeah. And Linda and Abilene has its own level of shit that's like, I'm really buzzing to talk about it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I'm sure. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just, wow. That, that sort of, <laughs> watching it, like, well, we can all see where this is starting to lead to. Thanks a lot, Mod Pa. Maybe you should have laid a few more ground rules before, you know, shifting yourself from the mortar coil. Well, there's that, and then there's also, like, do we have to, like, slow walk it towards this? Come on. Yeah. I know this movie's, like, 90 fucking minutes, I know. but I'd like to have 90 fucking minutes be 90 minutes of fucking, if you know what I'm saying. Exactly. I'm like, good lord almighty, are we gonna get there? Or what are we? Come on. We all know where this is going. Just get to it already. <laughs> oh my god, just fucking incest already. Clip. Clip. <laughs> Well, while we try to process that, we're going to have the Legion Patreon ad for Legion Podcast. We'll have a little bit of music that sort of fits the general mood of the horse shit going on in Linda and Abilene. And when we come back, we will have that trailer. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room.
fuckers, let's uh, get around the old dance hall here. Uh, yeah. Sing around the old piano. Yeah. Ride on into town and bang ourselves a hooker. Yeah. Let's do and, all of that. And make sure you announce with your younger sisters all alone on the farm so any other slimeball hanging out at the bar whoa, knows. Whoa. Spoiler alerts on the plot line that's clearly revealed in the middle of the trailer. <laughs> How wild was the West? What passions erupted beneath the buckskin outfits that were the trademark of the cow punchers who ruled the West with their horses, with their fists, and with their bodies? The true story of the Wild West is laid open with a kind of brutal frankness you'll not soon forget. In a monumental motion picture that tells it like it was, without shame, without pussyfooting, with nothing held back, using a new method of color photography never before possible in this theater. Linda and Abilene, a new look at the Old West. What does a young girl do when she's in heat and there's no man around? You may know the answer, but you've never seen all of it before. Only a few feet away, in another room, lay the object of her passion, himself worked to a fever pitch that demanded relief in the only way he knew. In the Old West, nature took its course. The stallion had his way with the mare, and Todd, the young boy, had his way with Abilene, the beautiful, fresh young girl. But life and love are never that simple. Todd met Linda, the beautiful but dangerous dance hall girl, a girl who taught him that lust and love aren't the same. Linda, so exquisite, yet hard as a western boulder, initiated into the ways of love by the vicious, rapacious rawhide himself. Linda and Abilene. The startling side of the West no history book ever dared to tell. Everyone knows that men were men in the late 1860s, but never before. And never again will you see women the way they were in 69. Let the kids believe in Wild Bill Hickok and Wyatt Earp if they want to. Now at last, you can see the West undressed. The raw, naked truth reserved strictly for adults. In the ultimate story about the wild land where muscles were strong, but flesh was weak. Linda and Abilene. <laughs> I mean, that was the whole fucking movie. What are we even doing here now? Oh, you think that's bad? I cut stuff out. I cut out the dialogue that actually happens in the movie. I just left in all the stuff of Herschel yeah. Gordon Lewis talking about the movie. Smack dab in the middle of that fucking trailer is the rape scene in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's the other sex scenes and the nudity they flash on and they show most of it. Yeah. But like the rape scene, like who does it? Who's the victim of the, the yeah, rape? Yeah. Everything right smack in the middle of it, like just completely uncut for no fucking reason. Just right there in the middle of the trailer. That is 
the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Well, they're trying to bank on selling it that you're going to see sex, you're going to see tits on screen and everything, but then they show you literally everything in the trailer, like all the nudity you're about can, to see. Can I tell you my other favorite thing in the trailer? Let the kids have Wild Bill Hickok and Wyatt Earp. Like, they're two imaginary figures who actually did exist. Like, let the kids believe in those two fantasy characters, and we'll show you the real West. Well, yeah. Let the kids have the pseudo-heroes who are actually really horrible men. Yeah, well. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> trailer, man. <laughs> Hold on. Right. <laughs> gotta compose myself now after fucking... Who's that talking during that? Herschel Gordon-Lewis. Yeah, Herschel, after Herschel Gordon-Lewis just pretty much did my job for me. And uh, better. Yeah. Fuck you. He made the film. He, of course, he's do it better. Fuck Matt. Fuck you. Fuck you, Matt. Okay. Uh, do the fucking notes. <laughs> I don't care if it told us everything in the trailer. <laughs> Linda and Abilene. So anyway, uh, we start a woman's riding a horse, and we see a dude. He grabs her off the horse, and then he rapes her. Uh, it, it, did it, they? Did it look like they were trying to play the thing where she started liking it? Yeah, she through. definitely did. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, she started liking it partway through. They did that thing. And by the way, that lady appears to be Linda. Yeah, that's Linda. Yeah. They can't afford more than like four actors. Yeah, yeah, but she's not supposed to be Linda, but it's the same actress. But no, I mean, no, it's supposed to is be Linda. It's supposed to be Linda? Oh, yeah. okay. All right. This is why she became a hooker. Oh, I gotcha. He quote unquote busted her out like pimps are want to do. Uh, well, where they kidnap a woman and we, rape her until they don't care. We also see the fakest slap I've ever seen in life from one actor to another. Mm. That was like really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Herschel Gordon Lewis film. If you want realism, go somewhere else. I gotcha. He's uh, only got one take for every fucking scene, Matt, and he's just going to do that one take. I gotcha. Well, anyway, yeah, they did that fuck you movie. So uh, then we cut to a brother and a sister at their parents' funeral. Uh, they have to run the family farm now. Uh, we know this because they explain everything in expository dialogue, telling you literally everything you're already seeing on screen. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Jesus Abilene. Christ, Herschel Gordon Lewis. Oh, I mean, it was fucking, it was rough. And I, I want to point this out. I'm a huge fan of Herschel Gordon Lewis, yeah. but I'm equally as frustrated with his, I'm as equally frustrated with his filmmaking as I am as impressed and in love with it. I gotcha. <laughs> well, um, Abilene is sad and visits her parents' grave quite often. Uh, her brother tries to console her out of this eventually. Leonard and her parents would want her to feel this way. Uh, and it sees that the brothers coming up there often leaving flowers as well. So they're both missing their parents. Again, all explained through expository dialogue. Yes. When literally they could have just like shown, well, I didn't drop these flowers. And then he could have kind of shrugged his shoulders and we yeah. would have known what was going on. Yeah, right. I mean, yes, this is an adult film and people who generally watch adult films, you know, don't know anything about plot. No, I mean, they're being facetious. They're just looking for titties. I mean, yes, we're looking for titties, but we want those titties wrapped in a heavy plot. <laughs> that, that's a clip somehow. I just like it's a little too intelligent to be a clip for us. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we uh, we have a couple more scenes of them working on the farm, and then we have dinner time in our very first clip. Sure does get lonely during the day when you're working so far off from the house. Yeah, sure not like it was when they was here. No, it isn't. Of course, for too long, uh, I'll be the one who's lonely. Some old boy will come along here and snatch you right up and take you away from here. Get you married. Why, Todd Carter, she'd cuff your ears if she heard you talking about things like that to me. What things you mean? Well, you know, things. Things like getting married. Gentlemen, don't talk about those sort of things when a lady's present. Well, if she was here, Abilene, she'd talk to you and so would he. But they're gone, so it's left for me to do. It's going to happen for too long, so we might as well just face it. I think I'll just stay here and be an old maid. 
And as long as I'm not going to have any man to help me, you can do the dishes instead of talking so much. Oh, no. Wait, wait. Talking about getting married is... What? It's the Old West, man. That shit was crazy. I know, but, like, talking about getting married is, like, the most religious institution horse shit that you could possibly do even in the Old West. Yeah, it wasn't like he was talking about fucking or something. Right. I mean, it's the inference that some man is going to snag her away and yeah. knock her up and cause her to get married. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the dialogue isn't delivered in that way, and yeah. they don't really kind of insinuate it, no. and the actors are so flat and deadpan with the way that they're delivering the dialogue. The most we could get out of it is maybe when he was like, like what? You know, when she was like, if your mama heard you talk that way and he went like, what or about what? You know, trying to get all, that sounded all pervy. But like he's trying that, to be indignant? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But other than that, yeah, that was. We're just trying to prolong the amount of time that happens before we watch this brother and sister fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's all this is. Clip. <laughs> I think it should be on both of us because it should be me also going, that's yeah, all that's this all is. This is. <laughs> I mean, they're Teasing us with incest. Yes. And yet they will refuse to deliver for the bulk of the runtime of the film. Bastards. <laughs> the bastards. Anyway, the next day, Albaline goes down to the creek, which is like ankle deep water. It, it, this is where she like swims. It's ankle deep water. She's folks. not swimming. She's bathing. That's she's bathing. bathing. That's bathing. Yeah. Fuck. She anyway. picks up water by the hand yep. and splash. This is how it was in the well, 1860s. Anyway, she gets naked though. So thank, thank you. Thank movie. you, movie. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. But you got to understand, Matt, that in the 1860s, women would go out into the middle of a stream in the middle of nowhere and strip completely naked yeah knowing full well that anybody could happen upon them at any time and just stand there in a stream and gently caress their own breasts and splash water on them i i i believe you're wrong but i'm gonna go ahead and agree because i want to believe you're right you have to understand this isn't the old west as you were taught matt oh, yeah. this is the old this... west as the women of the old west lived it i, I see so this is factual this is actual <laughs> Okay, this is a thing that you have to deal with. It's a thing. Okay, I, I I said I want to believe you. All right, this is not so I will not dispute you. Stop this being Fox Mulder about this and just fucking believe it. <laughs> anyway, so oh, while she's doing this, by the way, her brother's watching, so making us all feel like pervs because yeah. we're drooling over his sister just as much as he is. But, I mean, it's not our sister. Oh, right. <laughs> We're not supposed to pretend <laughs> that we're in that same scenario as him. So now we get scenes of them living life, some more montage stuff. They they uh, have very confusing feelings to one another. Uh, he keeps having flashbacks of her in the creek, naked. Which is a good thing, because it's the only thing that's keeping my attention in the movie, because everything else is fucking dull. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then, one night, neither of them are tired, and they're all frustrated, and they go to their separate beds. and Also in the trailer, including the dialogue of them performing the acts on themselves. Really? The trailer even spoils that. Well, anyway, they uh, leads to an internal dialogue for both of them. One night, neither of them are able to sleep. They're not very tired. Uh, they're both very frustrated. So they go to bed. Uh, they have some internal dialogue with themselves while diddling themselves. And that is our next clip. Todd and I really are lucky. We have everything they left for us. And we have each other. Todd is so handsome. I wonder if he thinks I'm pretty. I don't know what's gotten into me. Abilene is more important to me than anyone in the world. I wonder if he thinks about girls. Maybe. 
wishes it was her hand or he was pretending it's her yeah, hand yeah. and then she's wishing that he would touch her where she's touching herself uh, she's asking you to touch her there i mean she's asking her brother yeah i, I just thought maybe brother. you could play make-believe she's talking to you right there they're developing a desire for each other because they're living in isolation on this farm in the old west yeah they got no one else to lust after but each other yep so the plot that the movie is setting up here in the story idea is very plausible this is definitely something that could happen because a lot of attraction comes with proximity yeah, uh, hormones are exploding right now for both of them yes clearly clearly right and they're desiring each other because that's all they've really been exposed to or been able to see long hard days on this farm out in the west there's gonna be even longer harder nights coming up soon yeah it's all sweaty and shit well let's just get to that stuff because that's good stuff yeah all right well they both jerk off uh Todd thinks now uh how he now can't stop thinking about his sister and she thinks about how much she loves him once you've double clicked the mouse and or shuffled the five knuckles to yeah. a sibling you're not going to stop that obsession there's no go back after that yeah once you've crossed over into <laughs> climax thinking about a relative it's not going to end there anyway later on uh the next night there's a really bad storm she's very scared and he rushes in to embrace her. He embraces her and promises her that he'll never leave because now she's getting worried that maybe he'll move on. Uh, we have more to day-to-day living, more frustration and closeness. Then one night, a frustrated Todd yells at Abilene. He then apologizes and he goes to take a walk because he has to cool off. Um, yeah, cool off. Yeah, we have more Abilene internal dialogue and that is our next clip. Todd is so strange these days. I wonder what's bothering him. Sometimes he looks at me like, like, well, like he wants to kiss me. I wonder what it would be like to kiss Todd. Oh, I shouldn't have thoughts like that. But still. She sounds like the lady from Airplane. Hmm. 
He never acts like this at home. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. The internal dialogue stuff just has that flavor to it for whatever reason. He never vomits at home. That's weird. Jim never asks for a second cup of coffee at home. <laughs> so anyway, Todd is uh, being a bit of a moody bitch. So she heads uh, back He's down. currently an incel right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's being a moody bitch. And the next day she heads back down the creek for another dip. Uh, she's nude again. Thanks, movie. And Absolutely. Thank you. And he's watching again. This time she sees and she enjoys that he's watching. Not only does she see. She's kind of playing around for not it. Not only does she like it. She's amping it up a little bit because what else does she have yeah, out she's... in this lonely, lonely plane? Yeah. This wild, wild west, Matt. <laughs> so wild. Where a brother and sister can also be man and wife. Uh, that night she heads to bed and as she's stripping down, checking herself out in the mirror, a coyote howls. And here we go, court. She's completely nude and yeah. scared and she screams Woo. out and, and Todd rushes in he's shirtless and he hugs her and as he holds her he kisses her and then we get all sorts of Alabama in there roll, roll tide. tide now this lovemaking scene is like a slow kind of gentle love yeah of, of a, a dude wearing his pants of a brother and sister exploring <laughs> each other's bodies for the first time oh boy let's see here so uh, this begins uh a sinner's coupleship, as I wrote it down. It's a montage of various yeah, fucking in various places mon- about yeah. the cabin. They literally give up on everything I, else in their lives to just I, fuck. I pretty much noted the incest floodgates have now opened. Yeah, and no resulting pregnancies or flipper babies. No, nothing, man. That's the best so kind of incest. Either, either who, for as much as they're having sex, either who, her womb's dead or his pullout game is on point. Yeah. yeah I mean, either that or because they're a virgin they've been doing anal the entire time and not realized it. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you're not, you, you might not be wrong on this one. I'm just saying. So my notes continue boning everywhere. Uh, now everything's in shambles and like a mess. Like the, the house is a mess. Everything's a mess. Um, and yet they still bone. Then Todd. That's found- how it works. Once you discover the almighty <laughs> orgasm, you give up on everything else in life. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, apparently uh, Todd takes stock of the farm and has and more inner monologue in our next clip. The farm's starting to look run down. That's my fault. I can't concentrate on anything but Abilene these days. And it's not right. Oh, I know they'd kill us if they were still here. I gotta stop it. I gotta realize it's all wrong. It ain't fair to Abilene. Maybe I'd just better find myself a girl. That'd put things back to normal. I can't love Abilene. I need another girl. Todd, come hook me up. What you doing out there? And she's nude as fuck for that. Yep. And with that, Todd runs inside and then comes out with his clothes and he runs off and into town. Yeah, dude, at least give her one more before you go. Yeah. Let her know where you're going. Say, hey, I got to head out just for some chores or something. You could say you're going to go into town and buy a pack of smokes and then never come back. <laughs> there you go. So Todd heads into the uh, into the town bar and one of the ladies in there is talking him up and she says she even knows him. Uh, they talk talk about how his sister is doing and and she is now on the farm all alone we see rape dude sitting at the end of the bar and he starts smiling and gets up and leaves well yeah they pretty much said there's three little pigs in the house waiting for it to be a huffed and a puffed and a blow to write down yeah right i mean he's just like he 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 and we find out the woman's name is linda and we meet linda finally well we kind of already mm-hmm. met yeah linda. yeah but we didn't know that was linda yet yeah we weren't really sure that was linda until yeah. now yeah uh anyway 
right dude shows up at the farm, and that is our next clip. Who are you? What do you want? Get out. <laughs> Sorry about the door, ma'am. Sometimes I forget my manners. Don't be so scared. All I want is a bite to eat. I've been riding hard for two days straight. It's been rough. I won't bother you none. Just give me a bite to eat and I'll move on. I I see. Well, all, all right. My husband's gone for just a moment and he'll be right, right back. Husband, huh? Pretty little thing like you would have a husband. Yes, sir, you sure would. Taking some chances, ain't he? Going off and leaving you alone out here at night? Oh, he's, he's, he's just gone for a minute. So, better eat and get right, right out. Ain't that what I asked for? Grub? Oh, Christ, <laughs> Anyway, uh, Star- Todd starts getting down with Linda, and uh, Linda loses all her clothes, so thank you, movie. And they go to non-incest bone town, so... Which is weird. He seems like he lasts so much longer when he's not boning his sister. I mean, that's a clip, but yeah, no, it does, yeah. But maybe now he's just because he's better at it. Well, he certainly had a lot of practice boning his sister. Right? So, I mean, that was a lot of boning of his sister, so... <laughs> Thanks for that, movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, then we cut to... Rapey dude finishes his meal and then begins the raping of Abilene, which is just mean and horrific. We don't really need to go too much into detail about it, but I did notice that her dress was already completely undone and he barely even had to touch it before it fell off of her when she was standing against the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They tried not to make this as hard on the actors as possible. Um, Sure. Either that or they just didn't rehearse and just kind of went for it and then the actors performed how they performed. But they didn't want to accidentally like rip that dress and have to cost money. might have to replace it or they might need it for other takes or other parts of the scene so they just wanted to make sure it fell off Uh, it's relatively convincing and I have to say that it's probably the best acting that the lady who plays Abilene does in the film I agree Um, but it's ruined sort of like like all of her hard work at trying to sell the scene is ruined by the fucking cowboy asshat that's like on top of her yipping and a yowling and and like just being ridiculous it's kind of like an I spit on your grave where the woman Camille Keaton is acting her heart out that actress is but all of the men are just being goofy and stupid and it kind of like ruins the moment that she is having as an actress. Yeah. It's this weird counterbalance and it, it just kind of reminded me a lot of that in that scene. I can see that, yeah. Um. So anyway, after that is over, she lays on her bed uh, crying and Rape Dude rides right back into town. Uh, Todd finds Abilene crying in our next clip. Abilene, come on, wake up, honey. It's me, Todd. Abilene. So... You're finally home. Well, you're just a little bit too late. Abilene, stop crying. Tell me what happened here last night. Please, Abilene. All right. I will tell you. Last night, when you were out getting drunk or whatever you were doing, a man came in here. A horrible, dirty, filthy man. He said he wanted food. So I fed him. But he didn't just want food. Oh, no. He wanted to... Who was he? What'd he do? Tell me, Abilene. (laughs) Now that it's all over, after you raped me,
with his stinking, dirty body. Now, now you care. Where were you last night? Where were you? I really needed you. Aveline, <laughs> stop crying, please. <laughs> Who was it? What's he look like? Tell me. Tell me, because I swear I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him as sure as I'm sitting here. Killing isn't going to do any good now. I don't want you to do anything to him. Nothing. All I want for you is to get out and leave me alone. Do you understand? Get out of this house and leave me alone. What happened here was my fault. Every bit, all my fault. I went out pleasuring myself and let this thing happen to you. All right, Appleton, I'll get out. But I'm going to find that man. And I'm going to kill him. Now tell me what he looks like. Tell me, Adeline. Well, he was big. He was real big and dirty. Uh, he, had, he hadn't shaved in a long time. His beard was all greasy and dirty. He said his name was... Uh, uh, something like, uh, rawhide. Yes, it was rawhide. Um, uh, he wore a, a brown leather vest, and it fit real tight over his stomach. <laughs> That's all I can remember. I can't stand to think anymore. And again, the lady who is playing Abilene in this particular scene, acting her fucking heart out, probably some of the best acting you're going to get in a Herschel Gordon-Lewis movie. Yeah, this is a really good scene, too. She's doing an excellent job, and the guy playing her brother is just like, You tell me now! Tell me now, Abilene, where is he? What's he look like? He's just, like, interrupting every moment that she's having yeah, just yeah. to, like, interject his macho horse shit. Yeah. And just kind of, like, undercutting everything, but she just takes it in stride and just keeps going, and the one take she had to get it right, she did okay. Well done. Well, so Todd goes running off to go find the rapist. At this point, Linda shows up to the farm and she is introduced to Abilene and this is our final clip. My name is Linda, honey. I've come to pay Todd a visit. Well, hello. You must be Abilene. Todd told me so much about you last night. So you're the one he spent the night with. Well, Todd isn't here now. In fact, I don't expect him back here at all. So if you'll just excuse me. Now, just a minute, honey. If you're all hot and bothered because of last night, well, let me explain. Besides, it's been a long ride out here. I sure could use a drink. Well, all right. I guess I can get you a drink of water. A little weak, but sure hit the spot. Now, honey, tell me why you're all upset with Todd. He hasn't committed any crime. But he's not a little boy anymore. I have no desire to speak about Todd with you, Miss, um, Linda. As I said, I don't expect him back here anymore. And as I'm terribly busy, I do wish I could leave. If I didn't know better, I'd say you were just a little bit jealous, honey. Don't be ridiculous. It's just that I don't like him staying out all night. He's my brother. I know all about it. Todd told me last night. What did he tell you? Oh, it's all right, honey. I understand. 
understand? I'm your friend. I like that boy. There's a mountain of man there. And I like you too, honey. If anything that happened at my place last night caused you any hurt, well, gee, honey, I sure am sorry. Gee, I sure am sorry. I'm sorry too, Miss Linda. I didn't mean to be so rude. It's just that Todd's never left me alone like this before. And something terrible happened here last night. Oh, there, there now, poor little thing. Sometimes it just takes another woman to fix it all up. Why don't we go in the other room and you can tell me all about it? Come on. It was horrible, just horrible. The beast. That dirty, degraded animal. The big ape had to pick on a sweet little helpless thing like you. Poor baby. You're so understanding, Miss Linda. I can see why Todd likes you so much. Shh. Just relax now, honey. What you need after last night is a nice rest. And a soft massage to soothe your nerves. Why don't you get out of them tight things and let me smooth your troubles away? And she does. And let's be honest, this is a pretty hot scene. Oh, yeah. Only it's in the Old West, so it's more like, you know, a player piano doing the same kind of rhythm. <laughs> so it's, anyway, actually, it's actually quite an intimate... And, very erotic. Yeah, very erotic and romantic, and it has nothing to do with the fact that it's two hot ladies exploring each other's... Okay, it has everything to do with Yeah, that. I was about to say, what? <laughs> the thing that's nice about this scene is you don't have any kind of, like, scuzzy-looking guys, or the brother who is, I guess, not all that unattractive. But what I was really missing in this movie, and we'll get to it when we get to the end, right. is... The meat in an incest sandwich. I was really hoping for uh, that. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we like to call the dream here. I think. At it, I think I th well, I mean, for, for one of us, that's a dream. Okay, my views on incestuous three ways do not necessarily reflect Matt Sion's views. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but as a whole on the show, because I'm the one who says how it goes. That's you what run, we here. You at, do Barter Town. That's what we here at Cinema Psyops like to refer to as the dream. <laughs> uh, anyway, Todd finds a rapey boy, and they fight each other. Rapey guy is able to get he the has upper a gun. Why doesn't he just fucking shoot him dead? Nobody knows. But rapey guy takes out his gun and he does shoot Todd. As he turns to walk away, Todd is able to grab his gun, shoots him in the back and then in the chest and they both die. Uh, the movie ends with Linda and Abilene having Todd buried next to his parents. Uh, a, kind of a preacher or somebody kind of walks up behind the two girls. I think he wants to be the meat that sandwich and they shrug him off and they ride off together. Roll credits. <laughs>
I think the lesson of this movie is that women don't really need men for pleasure or anything else, and we're damn lucky when we do have them. That's I think that's a fact. Yeah. We're really disposable. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there, there's the there's the incest movie. Yeah. The dream does not happen. Like what yep. should have happened is I'm sure yeah, Tom- he should have gone to confront them. They should have rode up and stopped him, right? Yeah. Then the sheriff should have gotten involved whenever the guy was gonna shoot him in the back and then he gets shot dead. So that guy dies, rapist is dead, they go off and live together in incestuous three-way heaven, and that's what we like to call living the dream here at Sign of a Psyops. <laughs> you know what's really funny? How that's not cancel culture almost. What? <laughs> that the dream is being the meat in an incest sandwich. I mean, it's all consensual, so there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But no, I mean, people might say incest might be wrong. Well, those people have an issue, Matt. <laughs> And that issue is they want to stop the cinema psyops from living the dream. <laughs> Fuck it, let's move on. Oh, God, do we have to? Yeah, it's time. Oh. We're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for a podcast that really wishes it wasn't sandwiched between these two movies, like uh, our incest three-way. Although it's going to be real happy it followed up this movie instead of the next one. Fair enough. We'll have a little bit of music that I guess sort of fits for this fucking plantation of passion. Oh my god. Nope, no. Don't play. What is that? Don't. No. (laughs) When we come back, we will have the trailer from Passion Plantation. The bond between father and son has been magical throughout time. Precious moments spent together shape not only the son, but the father as well. Their contributions to the world will benefit all humanity. However, this does not apply to Dan and Brennan on the Corrupted Youth Podcast. This father and son duo explore the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. What a couple of dongles. If you'd like to hear Dan and Brennan's precious father-son moments flushed away like so many turds, Listen to the Corrupted Youth Podcast, available on Podomatic and Apple Podcasts. That fits so well. All right. I'm afraid to even ask, but I'm going to anyway. Okay. How the fuck does that little cheerful, junky little music have to do with Ashen Plantation? Um, I, uh, uh, here's the trailer. I must say, you just don't use discipline. <laughs> My little magnolia blossom, I'm getting too old and sentimental. I only make them work 10 hours a day now. I hope you're not just going to talk about our future plans. I plan to give you what you're looking for. Back, you animal. Well, I declare you tried to kiss me just then. Take him out and whip the sass out of him. Sure, come on. You're doing fine. When you're in my house, Lawrence, I won't have you playing around with my property. Let this be a lesson to you, darling. Have you a mind to preach at me or to put your hands on the family help? Next time, don't keep me waiting. This is your big night. Time you learn to obey. You'll do what I want. No, it's not gratitude to 
way I feel about you. I'll have you whipped to death. It'll be slow and painful. <laughs> now rape this bitch here, right in front of him. It's him or you, so you gotta kill him, Matthias. We're not animals. Okay, let's go with Passion Plantation. Wow, that's uh, it was a nice little segue into the trailer there. It's nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. Good yeah, work. That way I didn't have to explain yeah. anything. That's proud of you. Yeah. All right, Passion Plantation. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I have, to, I have to mentally prepare myself for this. I'm going to make sure that you miss absolutely nothing, Matt. I know. All right. Race's dad and daughter walking the fields. Whoa. 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 Slave owners. Oh, same thing. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, say what? Anyway. I'm not going to defend these pieces of shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, as they walk through the fields, they talk, and that is our first clip. Ah, these slaves aren't treated right. I must say, you just don't use discipline. <laughs> My little magnolia blossom, I'm getting too old and sentimental. I only make them work 10 hours a day now. (laughs) You're spoiling me. You've got to be cruel to be kind. I've been a hard master all my life, daughter. I feel I've earned myself a rest. I've had enough responsibility. More than enough. But who'd look after things? Even though I'm a woman, I do everything. I'll set the slaves a good example, Father. It takes a woman's touch. Watch. Straighten your back, you. And don't whimper. See, Pa? I can make myself respected. You have to admit it. Oh, yes, I do. You're something to look out for. And I declare you got real ladylike ideas. Let's go home. Emmanuel, you know what I'll do? I'll take you to the cattle market tomorrow. How exciting. It'll be exciting for that young Lawrence Milan. He'll be there with his paw, and I'll bet he'll look at you even more than he does at the cattle. You flatter me, Pa. Picked out 50 heads, sir, and they are beautiful animals. That's fine. Maybe I'll go take a look at them. Lawrence, do you mind looking after my daughter for a little while? It's more interesting than looking at cattle, sir, so that'll be my very great pleasure. Don't you worry at all. What did I tell you, Emmanuel? I'm ready. My father's only interested in cattle, and you take advantage of that, huh? But, my dear lady, what I intend is to take advantage of you. Shall we take a walk? All right. I didn't expect to find a nice girl like you in a cattle market. The nice girl doesn't seem to be in a nice mood. I'm tired of playing second fiddle. My father's past his prime. I want to take over and do things my way. That's exactly what I want. Maybe we could be good business partners. Jesus fucking Christ. And then they bone in racism, because that's just what I feel like they all do. Um, oh, no, there's some later on. There's some serious racist boning going on. Oh, yeah. Well, this is also, I mean, this is too racist boning, so. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. I- uh, all right. So anyway, uh, they tell her that, Dad, that they plan on getting married. I mean, now that they're sexually compatible by having a sex scene that we didn't get to watch. Yeah, we didn't even get to watch, but we're to assume half. Right. I mean, I feel cheated. Same. Uh, Lawrence uh, tells her uh, his dad after meeting him that they will avoid financial ruin as he is marrying the very rich Emmanuel. Uh, Emmanuel talks to Lawrence later. She says she knows that she will have a daughter and uh, this leads to more racist fucking. So, yeah, they try to imply that this particular Emmanuel, for whatever reason, is a nymphomaniac just because they need that for all their Emmanuel. 
Emmanuel's. Yeah, I guess. Um, Passion Plantation is actually um, known as Emmanuel Black and White. Yeah, because there's... one of the other titles, because there's a Black Emmanuel and yes. a White Emmanuel. Yeah, and I just I don't I don't, I don't how this has anything to do with any of the Emmanuel series other than they just use the names. I'm thinking that this is another one of those Italian ripoff type things that they needed to do. Definitely, they add an Emmanuel into the dubs. In, into the dubs, possibly because I don't think that that would be needed anywhere else. And there's nothing else that feels anything like anywhere near the Emmanuel series. Exactly. You know, so this was very clearly just cashing in on the name, Mm -hmm. which there is probably a lot of films that are just cashing in on the name. I'm sure. And I would say that any of them that do not feature Laura Jemsner. It's not real. Or the whoever was Emmanuel before she took over as she was also known as Black Emmanuel, which is really fucking racist because she ain't even black. Yeah, that's really racist. That's extremely fucking racist. But anyway. Super racist. Not nearly as racist as everything happening in this film. No. So let's get back to that. Yeah. Oh, good. can we? Yes, please. Oh, yay. Um. So anymore, then Emmanuel rides the grounds and catches the eye of one of her slaves. Ugh. And he kind of uh, watches her as she bathes in the river. This is he's, a bit more of a creek. He is working yeah. in the area that she rides off to and catches his eye yeah. because she rides past him yeah. intentionally trying oh, yeah. to get him to notice yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, she intentionally is kind of wanting she, him to follow her. She is trying to entice him to do what is about to happen. So anyway, she sees him and tells him to come on out. She has him dry her off for a little bit and when he goes in for a kiss, she then like slaps him tells him about Darum, has her men take him away to be punished. She is completely naked. She yeah. orders him over there to dry her off. Yeah. She is setting a thirst trap. Oh, yeah. An intentional thirst trap to get him to do anything just so she can punish him. Yeah. This is... She's a sadist. This is 100% Ilsa She-Wolf of the Southern Plantation. Nice. That's exactly what she's fucking doing here. Well, uh, they do this. They tie him to the ground uh, on his back and then whip his chest and stomach and then pour salt all over the wounds. Well, did you notice they also, after tying off the leather thong, yeah. dumped water on it? Yeah. Do you know why that is? No. Because when it bakes in the sun, it'll tighten even more and cut both his wrists and his ankles. Oh, out. fuck. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fucking racist pigs. Um, <laughs> What's really interesting about the dialogue and the dub in this is all of the racial slurs are like null and void. They still get a whole enough lot to of, where it's still There's like no N-words or nothing in this, which is, thank you. You know, I don't need to hear it. Well, yeah, I mean, know. the film is Maybe not as historically accurate, but It's hard enough to deal with as is. There's nothing to enjoy in this film. Well, some deaths. Yes, some of the deaths, there are, there, yes, you can enjoy. Uh, all right, so um, Lawrence finds the man tied to the ground, and he starts cutting him loose, and you start thinking, maybe Lawrence is supposed to be that one character who's like, I don't know why we're, you know, we should treat him better, or maybe he has some, like, he's, like, maybe you start thinking, like, it, it, at this point in the movie, I started thinking, because maybe I had some more hope in life, and I, you know, this this movie kicked the shit out of it, so uh-huh. it's fine. Yeah. But I had this little hope that, oh, maybe, you know, you think of the Underground Railroad and all that, Maybe he's like runs that, he helps run it, and he's like just keeping a front for all his family and shit just so he can get more people out. You didn't realize this was an Italian origin film. I yeah, I didn't realize that. I mean, I kind of realized it was when I saw like the bad dubbing, but I don't know what that means yet. But trust me, I get it now. Okay. So <laughs> anyway. You were not prepared for the fact that you were watching Ilsa She Wolf of the Southern Plantation. Yeah, I was not ready for that. Um anyway, <laughs> Manuel is not happy about it. And Lawrence states that that this man is better working out in the field and not just laying there. Uh, Which I think he says that as a way to appease her because 
he doesn't want him to be any more tortured than what he already is. I think so, too. Like, There's, like, right. a certain amount of guilt that he has, but not enough to realize that he's well, treating human beings like something else. Yeah. And like, like I said, at this point, yes, when he says that, I'm like, oh, he's just making that up as a way to get this guy out of there. Because I, I also believe, like, inside this character's head, he doesn't want to see him tortured. But at this point, I thought, a little more of this guy that's going to go ahead and get destroyed later right. on. Right, like maybe uh, uh, maybe he's a little bit better of a person. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And, you know, so you're like, at this point, I'm thinking he's just hiding it, but I bet he's like helping him escape and all this shit. We're going to find out later. I was fucking wrong. I was really fucking wrong. But he's at least, we'll get to it. Anyway, all right. So she says that uh, he was going to actually, that she, Emmanuel states that the, the man was going to rape her. But Lawrence states that, and he warns her actually not to to stop leading them on. So it's like he he knows her game with her slaves. This is her future husband, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like he's been watching her enough to know that she well she does a lot of what she just did to this guy. Well, they are heavily implying already at this point, and then you do see it later on that she has desires that she herself is not able to come to terms with because yeah. of her wicked racism. Uh huh. But then again, on top of that. Maybe her wicked racism is what is fetishizing the flesh it's of, all the, bad. of the people that she is desiring. Yeah, it's Be- it's all of that. I think it, it's all of that. Yeah, because she sees them as property. She then therefore feels that she can use them in any way that she wants. But then when she's confronted with the thing that she's doing and the desire that she has. She's like, I shouldn't be doing this. And well, no, then, not so much how she shouldn't be doing this. How dare they do this? Yeah. yeah what, what makes them think they have the right to do this is how she kind of gets back at her mindset or gets back into that mindset, which is absolutely fucking horrific, too. Exactly. Well, they say they go ahead and send the, the guy back to work. So um, Emmanuel uh, walks the field and uh, tells that very same slave at one point who's working that he will now tend to her gardens instead to her flowers so he's going to get a different job so there you go the guy rides back to his family's plantation the husband lawrence and notices there's a slave there trying to get water but he's in a cage when he asks his father what's happening his father says that that slave stole his his good hat because he wanted to go to church with it and give it you give it to his brother so they go to church it'd be kind of dressed up it's like a church hat i guess fuck it so uh lawrence actually decides to go outside because he doesn't like his father's explanation and tells the guy that uh, this this slave can be freed, can be let out of the cage. So again, you start going, all right, maybe this kid's got a different angle. Maybe he's, you know, somebody doesn't want to see this happen anymore. He's like the least cruel Nazi in the group. Yeah, it, it, but at this uh, point, we back don't to know the, that. Going back to the Ilsa She-Wolf of the yeah. SS, he's like the least cruel Nazi guard right, who feels guilty about all the things that he has to do, but still takes a I, bit of wicked pleasure yeah, in it, too. And I'm just going to go off of how I felt at this point in time, watching the film for the first time, I thought, wow, maybe this is like the one good guy character. The small and I'm like, piece this is, of hope you yeah, have. That this and this guy's like, maybe he's going to be running the Underground Railroad. He's going to be helping him like secretly escape, but he has to maintain something, you know, like this this front to be able to operate. So anyway, uh, at one point, Emmanuel walks into her house, and she walks 
in on Lawrence feeling up uh, one of the female slaves, and you start going, well, that's not appropriate. He's like smacking her ass and yeah. then leaving his hand there for a little bit. Yeah. All she says is, sir, I can't uh, steady the I tray almost, or something yeah, like I almost, that. almost spilled, spilled the drink, yeah. Or something like that, which is like the only real way to try and ask him nicely to stop in this situation. So now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> now the internal part of my brain goes, oh no, wait a minute. You can almost hear Matt Psyop's hope diminish at this point. It starts point. to crack. And then um, Lawrence tells her that uh, while Manuel's a little bit pissed, Lawrence tells her that, you know, he, she kept him waiting for an hour. So then they go back to her bedroom and they fuck a little bit and uh, her dad comes home early, so they have to stop. We actually get to see some of this and there's a little bit of nudity involved in this scene, isn't there? Yes, yes. She's naked in this scene, so thank you, movie, I guess, for this. I don't know. I, I have a hard time wanting to thank this movie for anything. I, I, no, it's uh, no thanks. So uh, Thanks, but no thanks. Because she's racist, you can't enjoy her naked. Yeah, because I can't get over that horrific personality. Can you separate the fact that her character is a okay, horrible Okay, so racist you're just talking about the actress? And just enjoy the actress's nudity. Okay, that I can do, yes. Okay. Yes, and, that, and objectively like that, thank you. Thank you. So now you're going to objectify her to enjoy her nudity. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Just spun me right into that, did you? <laughs> I'm a prick. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm a prick. <laughs> I accept that. Anyway, so they have a drink together, and Manuel sees that as the black woman who's pouring the drink who he was filling up earlier, he's pretty much staring down her dress. Um, so at this point, I already am now having a really bad feeling, and then Fuckboy leaves, and he arrives to his plantation, has his men grab one of the new slave girls, and then he promptly proceeds to rape her. So, go fuck yourself, you fucking asshole. Fuck you, movie. He goes home, yeah. specifically orders the newest girl that has gotten put on the plantation because he wants to make sure that no one else has quote-unquote gotten to her He yet. said, in fact, anybody gets to a girl before him, he'll have them castrated. Right. Because he seems to be a my toy, no one else's toy type of asshole. I have a hard time believing that a southern plantation heir, but I, I can't even finish that. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even be facetious about this no. movie has fucking broken but me. there there went all my hope and i went it's because then even with like the feel up part with the with the other girl at the house i thought maybe it will be like resigned that they're actually dating maybe they're in a relationship that, and yeah, he's and working but he's, with her he's or, yeah. keeping everything a secret so i'm like all right maybe maybe things are different and you know okay and then nope nope he's he's a real fucking prick this movie pisses me off even more because guess what, folks? I'm going to ruin the ending for you. They're going to make this prick the fucking hero. Well, he does have a little bit of a turnaround. He does learn. He's still a fucking rapist. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. But everyone in this film practically is. <sighs> it's a heel program. It Matt. is. It's a heel program. It is definitely, there's no baby face. Even well, there are baby faces in this. They're the slaves. Yeah. And the face turn that our main character ish guy here ends up doing is because he has learned from what he has done that right, is wrong. We'll get to that point here in a second. We'll, we'll, we'll get through this. Ugh. So, anyway, um, as the sons comes out, you know, he has the girl taken away. Uh, the dad says he's not happy about uh, the 
raping happening in the house. He says that's for the stables. Uh, yeah, and, and he said he doesn't want to have straw tickling his ass. Yeah, he goes, he goes, and he also was like, hey, dad, you know, if you just, you're jealous because, you know, you don't, I'm the young guy now and he doesn't have it anymore. So I think he's basically just saying you can't get it up to rape the slaves anymore. So yeah. you're jealous. Yeah, pretty basically much. basically how he's putting it. Yeah. Which is horrific to actually repeat it that way, but that is essentially that, what that's he's what saying. he's saying. Uh, so anyway, uh, doesn't even accuse him of fathering a lot of like mixed race children in a very racist way. He says it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he says he something uses, like he uses the term. I don't know if the term itself is racist or not, but uh, I'm not even going to fucking risk no, it. No, no. But he does say something to of that mixed alludes race to, children. How about yeah. this? That alludes to his father used to rape a lot of black women. How about that? There you go. Yeah, that so literally it, every black woman on the plantation. Yeah. at one point in time was raped by his father. Yeah. Yes. Now the very next day his dad is buying more slaves and the son rides off. Uh, some slaves actually somehow got his gun. I believe it was the girl from last night got his gun while he was raping her and she gives it to another slave. I believe that's exactly how it ended up playing out because he takes off his belt like all the time when he's about to do yeah. the business yeah. and then just haphazardly throws it somewhere very far away from himself. Yeah, he's not smart. Well, that's what ultimate, what you feel like ultimate power over a person will do to you makes you fucking not think yeah yeah anyway so as he's riding a horse out there the slave tries to fire the gun but misses lawrence chases him and they fight and lawrence is able to get the gun and takes the slave back to the plantation see he's not such a bad guy man he could have killed that guy but he didn't yeah because he tells him to hand the slave over to emmanuel yeah see he's letting her do his dirty work for him he's not such a bad guy how, how, how much more disgusted to yourself do you feel after you said that a lot okay <laughs> like shower time after this thing i mean basically any time any type of like facetious bullshitting i'm trying to do yeah. it feels like i'm just literally saying rip the baby oh. out of the womb of the mother actually that's how i feel when you say it is how i feel when i hear him say that yeah it's pretty gross yeah okay so lawrence then stops by emmanuel's and she's not there so then he attempts to rape the female slave that he had been groping before. Uh, in the process of that, Emmanuel's dad walks in and tells him to be more discreet when he's doing these things. So yeah. his soon-to-be father-in-law walks in and goes, listen, let's just settle it down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Out in the open in the middle of my own house? In the middle of the day? Come on, wait till like nighttime and, you know, outside. Could you at least drag her off into the swamp where no one can see? I do declare you're giving me the vapors with this insolence and just awfulness is just so wrong how could you do such a thing my own daughter's gonna marry you for my money <laughs> got the vapors <laughs> i'm so incensed that you would do such a horrible thing <laughs> you're sullying my good china oh jesus that's literally how he's looking at it. Uh, you're not wrong. Yeah, very much true. Not on the tablecloth, boy, I say, I say. He's like two steps away from Foghorn Leghorn with yeah. like a Colonel Sanders suit. I, I know. I say, I say, I say, boy, not on the furniture. Uh, anyway, uh, leaving, Lawrence is bit by a snake. Emmanuel's dad gets him rested up and goes to the dude to grab the doctor. But Judith, the black slave who he had just tried to rape, uh, takes care of him. And that actually leads to our next clip. Now I'll show you how my people cure snake bite. These leaves have been soaking in a special infusion. Well, what's it supposed to do for me? The herbs are a natural antidote to the poison. 
How come you're taking all this trouble after the way I've been treating you? Be easy for you to let me die. The dear Lord's commandment is love thy neighbor as thyself. What are you talking about? Me and you were not neighbors, girl. I'm the master and you're a slave. We are different colors, but we are all God's children. Cain killed his brother. There's evil in our souls. Heaven holds a place for those who do not hate. You surely must have learned your schooling from the preacher. And I thank the Lord for giving me a chance to save one of my fellow creatures. You mean you forgive us for what my people have done to yours? I just feel that there's still hope for me and for you and for all of us. Give me some alcohol and plenty of boiling water. Wait a minute, Doctor. The bandage shouldn't be removed until the herbs have dissolved in the bloodstream. What the devil do you want, sir? Do you need me or some black witch doctor? Leave this man alone. Go and find some work to do. Uh, such impertinence. Giving me orders. Acting as if she's the master and I'm the slave. Damned immoral. I hate to interrupt you in these brilliant observations, but do you mind if we discuss the snake bite? I'm not here to discuss anything. I'm doing my duty. Curing the sick, according to the laws of medical science. Quite rightly so, Doctor. So tell me, how does medical science explain me being alive? You bit me over one hour ago. Hmm. I have to admit, it was a miracle. For me, maybe it was a miracle. An angel's blessing. And I believe that, like it or not, in this case, it was the black angel. Judith, will you keep your paws off my fiancé, or will I knock it into you? It was God's will. My second name is Manuel, too. And you know well that it means God's with us. Isn't that lovely? Well, you better start hoping he's with you now. <coughs> I'll wash your sins away. <coughs> I even have the same name as my slave, damn it. Listen to me, Judith Emanuel. Just you keep clear, Mr. Lawrence. I'm warning you. I'll get my gun and send you right to heaven. Express delivery, that clear? Uh Come on. Hurry it up, there. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, anyway. Okay, so the hero is the... Judith. Judith Emanuel. Judith Emanuel, but I yeah. just call it Judith. Yeah, Judith will work much better than what they refer to her as. It's just Black Emanuel through, like, most of the film. Yes. Like, that doesn't work for me. No. No. Judith tries to save... Lawrence. Who does save Lawrence. Saves Lawrence's life because yeah. the doctor takes forever moseying on over there. Yeah. I mean, it was a hot day. He needed, like, seven mint juleps, and then he could have eventually mosey his way on. Well, he had to make sure his supply of cocaine system was good enough or else he can't really tell what the ghosts in your blood are doing <laughs> okay so judith is our hero in this film is yeah how I judith is the face yeah judith is the one that i am latching on to for like some kind of hope judith is pure baby face in this film so, so we much so that she forgives the man instantly who tried to rape her and saves his life from a deadly poison snake forgives bite. the family that owns her forgives the family the, that owns her the and daughter her. that's yeah. a fucking horrific fucking sadistic Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Lawrence heads home, and we can see he must have a change of 
of heart now because he's offered another fresh female slave and he denies wanting that and just goes to bed. It's all like, oh, I do declare I am too exhausted from nearly dying and having a come to Jesus moment <laughs> where sweet Judith done saved my life. I don't know what to do with myself. No, you fellas go ahead and do what you're going to do and indulge on this one. Call it a treat from me. I got to go upstairs and soul search. <laughs> I say, I say. I say, I say, I say. <laughs> I do declare. I do declare. Are we over-southerning? Nope, nope. Not even a little bit. They, I mean, we're, they, we're, doing, we're doing it in the context of the film, which the is The context of the film, and for all our Southern listeners, the fucking South earned this, all right? We're not talking about you. <laughs> no, but they the, earned this drubbing. The South didn't earn this. The plantations earned this. Sorry, the plantations earned this. I'm sorry. You're right. There we go. Yeah. I mean, they, but the South did try to fight a war over this shit. <laughs> but let's let's not get all into that. Why even fucking split hairs? America is a bunch of cunts. That's fucking on. right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, ugh. Lauren says inside his family's having guests and they're like, he tells them he got bit by a snake and they're like, who saved you? And he said, a blank angel saved me because he's a fucking asshole. Well, he's not inaccurate, though. No, no, he's not. I She's know. the closest thing to an angel we'll ever have in this film. It's true. She's so forgiving. And I just so don't like anything caring. that comes out of his fucking rapist mouth. Fair enough. <sighs> All right. Well, that night on the farm, they force two slaves uh, to have sex and they make one of the slaves who's, I mean, one of the, the female slaves, her 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 boyfriend, husband, what, her partner, he was not one of the ones picked to have sex with her, but they make him watch. Okay. And now, and they, they make do his friend, but they also threaten his friend with castration if he doesn't do it. They specifically do it this way, where they make a friend of this gentleman have sex with his specific woman, is how they phrase it whenever he says, that's my yeah. woman. Just for the purpose of torturing him emotionally, and also torturing the man emotionally, and for their own sick pleasure to watch it happen. Also, break up family units. Just family units will do nothing but hurt the, you know, you gotta keep them separated. It's something that they need to do to keep them from having something more to fight for. Exactly. That is their biggest belief, yes. And makes me want to fucking vomit because you know that probably did actually happen. That and worse, Matt. That and worse. Yeah, that and much worse. Yeah, this is a cakewalk compared to what actually happened in reality. God, man. I'm telling you. This is like the Song of the South version of what actually happened, yeah. Oh, hold on, I vomited in my mouth a little bit. Sippity doo da, man. Oh, fuck you. How <laughs> do declare? How <laughs> dare you? Anyway, uh, the next day, Judith and Lawrence talk more, and Emmanuel wants to slap her, but Lawrence won't allow it. Emmanuel says that she will have her taken away, but he stops it by, you know, threatening the Labraham with a gun. As they're leaving, they are attacked, and Lawrence is beaten by the uh, day laborers on the farm. Uh, Emmanuel states that uh, she will make him watch as the men rape Judith. He's able to get his gun back and shoots a couple of the guys killing them and they're able to escape. Uh, they get back to his plantation. Wait a minute. You're completely going and blowing past the fact where she was going to have the guys rape her in front of him. I, w I said that. You did not hear me say that? Yeah, but you're blowing past it because like they're holding the guy down yeah. and he just gets lucky enough to get away. No, no, here's the thing. They didn't even hold him down. They were holding him down. And like, and she was like, we're going to have a rape. I'm going to have her raped and you're going to have to watch. And then she said, all right, guys, let's go. So the guy holding him down got up to get in line to go rape her and left him there with the gun 
right within arm's length. Yeah, but they gave him a good thrashing before they did that, too. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, he says they beat him half to death, but the gun is still right. I mean, you can't even think, okay, okay, you can't even think to get up and get the gun if yeah. you don't want him to do anything. Yeah. I'm just saying. They didn't tie him up or anything. That, yeah, that's well planned. No, not at all. But, like, we, we need to kind of talk about this. This is how uh, fucking sadistic and hateful this woman yeah, is. Manuel will make him watch, and then I'm sure she was like, then I'll kill him, too. More or less, and then she's going to try and find a way to frame it on one of her slaves. Or oh, she would like have, that, fl- yeah, framed likely. it on. The, she would have said she already tried to get a fucking slave to kill him too. Well, and yeah, I mean, here's what would probably happen. She would have probably said that uh, Lawrence was raping Judith, and then one of the other slaves saw it, and you know, after Judith was dead, killed Lawrence. Yeah, that was probably her plan. Yeah, I feel like they could have developed some of this stuff a little bit better, but it just feels like they went for the easy exploitative. They material. they went on a bull rush on this movie. Like, yeah. a, like a, you started off in a sprint on this movie it's, with horribleness. It's very much like the Nazi exploitation films, only it's set on a southern plantation. I'm really glad they didn't do more of these. I'm glad that this didn't really become a thing. Oh, thank God. Hey, fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. Are we inside your head right now, or what's... I just wanted to remind you because you thanked a non-existent thing. Oh, I gotcha. You should thank the free market because it made sure that none more got made. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Judith and Lawrence get back to his plantation. Uh, they uh, get into his room and then they bone. It's consensual this time. Yeah, but, uh, but the she message his, this sends. She saved his life, Matt. She forgave him for all the horrible things that he is responsible for with her. So that magically makes him not a rapist? No, he's still a rapist, but in this case, she loves him and she can turn him around. Oh. It makes it better, Matt. It makes him a better man. <sighs> no, I just puked a little bit in my mouth and then I shit myself. Yep. Oh. This movie's trying to say that all it takes is one good woman to turn a horrible Harvey Weinstein into a Henry Winkler. It's just to forgive him for everything, everything he's, ever, he's ever done. Even clean slate. Clean slate. Like he doesn't have to face any of his crimes at all just because a one good woman loved him. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Fuck you, movie. I believe Fuck that you. I believe that that is the general horseshit male fantasy. Oh, it is. It definitely is that a man can be redeemed by the love of a good woman, regardless of the horrible things that yeah, he's done. Yeah, he doesn't. Have, he doesn't have to do any work on himself either. Eternally, no. Nothing. Because when she dies, he can then go seek vengeance. This is like every fucking Clint Eastwood movie ever. Yeah, and and the woman is going to be his therapist and and save him from whatever. Okay, we're getting a little. Him. We're getting a little too close <laughs> yeah. to my own fucking issues here. So let's just move on. <laughs> Walking a tightrope. Sorry about that. Yeah, you touched a fucking little too deep there. All right? <laughs> my bad. My bad. Yeah. I didn't mean to. Fuck. I didn't know. I don't know what your problems are. <laughs> well, mainly this. I'm fucked up and my wife makes me feel better. So now okay. we're starting to get into right. territory. I'm sorry. That I don't I'm stabbing deal in with. the dark there and I hit something. I'm sorry. Stop swinging this metaphorical bat everywhere. <laughs> the next day, uh, we have a meeting in our next clip. This is most embarrassing to me, Lawrence. You'll make your excuses to our neighbors. Now, just a minute, Paul. Maybe the truth is even more embarrassing. Our good neighbor's daughter had a crew of hired hands beat me half to death. Hmm. You humiliated my girl in front of one of her slaves. And I will not tolerate such behavior, young man. All I intended to do was buy the slave. So all we have to do is pay the man, Paul. I ain't making excuses for bleeding on his grace. Tell me the price of the slave and we'll say no more. I'm asking for an apology for the honor of my daughter, sir. I might have some remarks to make about the honor of my family getting trampled on by your day laborers. Miland, I don't want to be feuding with you. Just consider that slave as a personal gift. Thank you. 
Good day. Uh, by the way, Paul, yesterday you said you'd feel eternal gratitude for the person who'd saved my life. I'd like to ask you one favor, and that is to allow the girl to live in this house right now and then eventually to set her free. I've got no choice. If that was the girl old man Johnson was just here yapping about. And I'm asking you to repay her for her kindness. Her name is Judith. I must say, I hope she's going to be able to give me a little help in the kitchen. You see, we took your chains off as a present for Lennon as your woman. Was <laughs> <laughs> leading into, yeah, the uh, the one slave who had to watch his woman and uh, his friend Bone is doing some work. And uh, the two day laborers are kind of mocking him. And so at this point, he yeah, gets... Yeah, they're bored and they want to watch him yeah, fight to death. And, That's he's all like, and he kept telling them, you know, if, there was, if, if I caught a man with my woman, I'd put a knife in his gut, all that. So he gets up, walks over to his friend, uh, accuses him that, you know, that he didn't try hard enough and he didn't, you know, resist hard enough. And they begin to fight as they fight and they continuously fight. He stabs his friend in the stomach, killing him. Uh, he has a tremendous amount of guilt, he feels. So he starts fighting one of the slavers. And as soon as it appears, he has the upper hand is going to win. They shoot him dead. Uh, Lawrence comes up and then states that the slaves are there to work and not there to be used as pawns in like a fight club and then shoots one of the slavers and comments how their blood is the same color and rides off. See, he's learned his lesson, Matt. The love of a good woman has turned him around. No, no. And then he realizes that we're all human beings Uh, with just different types of pigmentation. This movie is trying... I fucking hate this movie. The movie is trying to teach us all a lesson about how we're all just people. It's trying to teach us shit. Lessons I've it's, ever fucking seen. It's bringing us all together with oh, the love of a good woman. We're Matt. further apart than ever. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just move on. All right. Uh, Just because it, it's doing it badly doesn't mean that it's not trying. <laughs> Emmanuel brings the uh, slave uh, she had whipped into her room. Uh, they make out for a little bit, and he says he loves her. Again, this is the woman who had you tied down and whipped, and now you're telling her you love her. And he's even like whispering, I've always loved you. And I'm like... Stockholm Syndrome, dude. Fuck you, movie. Fuck you, movie. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, yeah, I get it. All it takes is the love of a bad woman to corrupt a man. Matt. God, fuck. Uh, See what we're, we have, like... Yeah, yeah, this is misogynistic as all hell, man. There is a, there's a duality going on here where we have a white Emmanuel and a black Emmanuel. The black Emmanuel is actually an angel, Matt, and she is elevating everyone else around there, her and making them better people, including our main character, Dude, who is a rapist piece of shit. He is now elevated in a better human being, whereas the quote-unquote white Emmanuel in the film is dragging everyone down to her base, sadistic, and awful level including the man who fell in love with her for supplanting his humanity and treating him like less than and just basically turning him into a sex object. So we have these two stories, like this dichotomy going back. You're not buying any. Uh, no, not even a little bit, you motherfucker. <laughs> just because it's doing it badly doesn't mean that it's not attempting this, though. Mm. Sometimes don't even try. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what this movie needs to learn. <laughs> I feel like you will not accept any analysis other than this film fucking sucks. That that the film fucking sucks that the message is fucking horseshit. I mean, it's ham-fisted. Is that what you're looking for? No, it's horseshit. 
horse shit. All right, whatever. God damn it. I love how enraged you are right now. Oh, I'm so putting Nazi exploitation in the fucking mix next year. Oh. <laughs> uh, That's the sound of Matt breaking, folks. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, I really have. I'm just so fucking uncomfortable and angry and all that. Um, the movie's almost over. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So as he does t- telling her that he loves her, she then gets up and she starts kind of whipping him with her whip and she forces him out of the room and disgust and then she bays. Um, because it became too real for her there. Yeah, she and then sees she him, dirty. She saw him as a human being and she had feelings for him as a human being and she couldn't deal with it because she is pure evil. Yes. And it diminishes her sadism uh-huh. to care for anything. Well, Lawrence and Judith then talk and that is our next clip. How are you getting on with my mother? She's been so kind. Being with you is enough to make me feel content. It's like living in a dream. You know I'm in love with you, but my dream isn't real. Your class is prejudiced against a slave. That doesn't make any difference. And our dream will come true. Nobody can stop us. Elias. Forgive me for the way I treated you yesterday. It's Mr. Lawrence's fault, you hear? He's not going to let us be happy after this. It's him or you, so you gotta kill him, Elias. Tried to kill him once, but my hand shook. I just ain't able. My God, why don't you try to understand? He's ruining our chances of being happy together. He's prejudiced against you and me. Can't you get that into your head? I tried to shoot him, after all. I'll promise you what you like. Kill him. Sorry, Emmanuel. But I ain't cut out to be a murderer. I'm not cut out to be a murderer, but I'd sooner see you dead than married to her. You're prejudiced all the way, Pa. Now, don't get so excited. The doctor says it's bad for your heart. Damn it. Get out of here. I'm not going to listen to you yet about marrying that girl. I'm not about to permit any more. And God strike me dead if I do. Oh, oh my God. Thomas. Oh. He's had a heart attack, Help son. me get him to bed. Then I'll go for the doctor. Wow, she knows so much. She's like, he's had a heart attack, son. Do you really need a doctor? No, I mean, come on. Back then, that should be death sentence. Why don't they just, like, cut his chest open and put those specially infused herbs on his chest, you know, like Emmanuel did for the... I don't think that's the same thing. That's not That's not not how that works. That's not how that one works. It's not a magic, like, cure-all thing? It's not the Swiss Army knife of cures. No, man, I gotta stop cutting things open and stuffing it with herbs, then. (laughs) You really, you really, really do? (laughs) No wonder I've got these horrible infections all over me. <laughs> uh, Emmanuel takes a slave into the stable and she kind of rides him a bit uh, and then starts whipping him and tells her hand to throw him in the cage because he just tried to rape her because she wanted to lie. Um, I feel like she has immediate buyer's remorse after every little get-off session she has. Yeah. She's like trying to quote-unquote protect her honor or something. It's exactly what she's doing. But... So she keeps doing this and it's like this weird habitual thing. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, so is this trying to say that, like, you know, when someone actually is, like, accusing someone else of sexual assault, is this trying to say that it's always crying rape for something? This part, no. It's more like trying to deny, like... Her own sexuality. Yeah, 
it's it's it's, it's like a guy who um you know it's like a guy who you know uh, is really homophobic and all that kind of crap and in all actuality he's very gay oh pretty much like every homophobic pastor ever yes yes exactly yes yes she is the homophobic pastor of slave owners yes i get it now yeah um larry's dad is on his deathbed in our next clip literally i don't know the rules of being accepted in heaven but i guess i'll find out pretty soon so i suppose there's no cause to worry about it it's difficult man does the best he can and then maybe he begins to wonder if things could have been different i think the times are going to be changing paul i hope i'm going to find this freedom for us all everybody should do what he believes in a man should fight to keep his dignity in living on this plantation there'll be no more slavery You will see the coming of a brand new day. Different, I hope, and better than the past. Bless you. Whatever that slave has done, I think you are being too hard on him. I hope your resentment for Judith isn't making you take it out on the other slave. Slaves cost a lot. I've already forgotten about that silly little housemaid. I'm only interested in the discipline here. I must say I'm sorry I didn't take a firmer stand about the way Lawrence behaved. I'm certainly not obsessed with the idea of revenge. Lawrence means absolutely nothing. His father and I are business partners, and I know you appreciate that. Don't worry, Pa. I'm too much of a lady to go compromising myself. And by the way, Pa, before you go, would you tell Elias to bring me some buckets of hot water for a bath? Sure, Emmanuel. When I was a little girl, I used to try to get hold of my reflection in the water so that the river wouldn't carry it away. You're one of the few beautiful things that this old river has seen while he keeps on rolling and rolling along. Yes. In the middle of too much suffering. My parents came from Africa, and they died in misery after I was born. We'll never do anything that can wipe out the past, but we can try for a better future. Remember, I believe there is hope for us, for all of us. I think without you, I, I never would have seen, never seen the light. I owe all to you. Everything I am now, it's all thanks to you. We've got to start somewhere to put an end to all this hatred and oppression. I know what you mean, Emmanuel Johnson. If only we could convince her to open up her heart and mind. We'll go to see her. See, he's gone full-on redemption now, Matt. Fuck no. No. He's going to turn himself in at the end of this and, like, submit for all of his crimes, and nothing's going to happen because it's the South, and no one even really thinks that what he did was rape. He's not, he's not doing anything. In the that. South. He's not, he's, he's not. He's a better person now, Matt. He's not. He's, he's been healed. He's trying to convince this horrible sadist woman to turn over a new leaf with the help of his newfound no, love. No, no, no. Yes. No, no. It's all good now. No, that's a bad course. Stop it. Everything it's a, is okay. Where's my water sprayer? Psh, 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 it's a bad There's court. too much electronics around for that kind of <laughs> shit. 
First of all, not even give a joke about it. God damn it! Yeah, just mentioning the, the <laughs> sending moisture my way with all the gear over here. No, thank you. Oh man, that's just disgusting. Um, it's all okay now. He's a better person. Emmanuel comes and kind of offers herself to Elias, but he says he'd rather be in the stocks after seeing what she did to the last guy who she brought into the stables. Yep. Yep. Um, but then he relents as she admits her horrific faults to him. Um, and so I guess now everything's okay because she admitted that she can be a horrible person. And they have sex. They go full on sex. I mean, seriously, you'd be tempted to. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, afterward, she jumps up and says that she made all of that up, everything she said to him, and that she will have him help her protect her honor in saving her name. Then she starts you know, yelling for the guards and all that shit. So he runs away. Then we get some cat and mouse action. Then one guy runs into Lawrence and Judith and lets them know what's going on with Emmanuel, uh, hunting Elias. Uh, they catch up to him and they shoot him in the leg, but he's able to fight the rest of them off. And as he tries to run away again, Emmanuel grabs a gun and kills him by shooting him in the back. Well, so that, yeah, she's got to protect her good name and hide the fact that she loves getting off with her slaves. But then after she did that, she freaks out because I believe she might have actually loved Elias some somewhat and that she just killed him she freaks out and she just starts running away and she runs into the brush and that's when another couple of her men who broke off see someone moving and they shoot her thinking it was Elias Judith comforts her in our final clip you are not alone we are here and we love you nobody could possibly love me. You have to learn how to give love first. Yeah. I'm learning that now. But it's too late. It's never too late to free our hearts from hatred and fear and make a better world. I love you all. Now it's up to us, Judith, to love and make it better. Oh, boy. Roll racist credits. Okay, there's some shit that we need to actually kind of discuss here. Yeah, no shit. Uh, this film is working on the premise of the same kind of horse shit that most religions work on, where it's like once you are quote unquote born again, once you are washed in the blood of the lamb, whatever horse shit it is for you to be, you know, cured of all of your sins or what have you. It's operating under the assumption that you are now a better person and that all the horrible things you did in your past are fine because God accepts you and you can get into heaven. Yeah. The plain fact of the matter is you still need to give unto Caesar if you will what is due to him you are still responsible regardless of your bullshit faith for the crimes that you have committed and the justice system needs to bring you to that justice pure and simple too bad they all run around lawless down there on the plantation so <laughs> what do they care right this is the biggest issue that I have with all of this is because of this like message that they're trying to say uh, the idea is yes love and forgiveness can conquer all and people can move on and people 
people can grow. However, she didn't pay for any of her crimes. She was shot by some dumb fucking inbred field hand guy that was helping her out that she paid to basically be a slaver and was indulging in their own sadistic whims. He just fucked up and shot her by accident. Well, she, she murdered, no, number one, she murdered a man in cold blood she by murdered, shooting him in the back while he ran. Right, because she couldn't deal with the fact that she was lusting after she, a black man. Yeah, she tortured countless number of others. Who knows how many yeah. for how long? Yeah. And how much has she been doing this, like, fucking guys or teasing guys and then killing them or having them tortured for what they did? Like, how long has she been playing this cyclical, sadistic game? Yeah. How many fucking slaves has the hero of our film raped before this one comes along and just, like, opens up her because, heart and saves his fucking life? By the way, the life? only way she was able to open up his heart is by saving his worthless, pathetic little life. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, the Judith is the only baby face, and she might be too baby face for her own fucking good, and the rest of it was a heel program, and they should fucking die. She's like the magical black person trope. I can't even say what the actual title of it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I know but what you mean. she's the, the magical trope of, like, yeah. someone who comes in and solves all the problems and fix everything. She's the fucking bagger Vance of this film, where, like, her love and her goodness is so strong that she actually starts influencing everyone else with, like, a Care Bear fucking stare of peace and love. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't work that way. None of this works that way. That's not how any of this works. It's like they're trying to do this, like, morality play, and at the same time, they're trying to mix in this super exploitative, like, rape movie, or, like, a fucking death camp type of movie set in a plantation. Like, it wants it both ways. Yeah. And we're not going to let it have it. No. No, no, no. This is a fucking... Ugh, I mean, just it's a been a really long, movie. It's been a really long time since we've kind of done this as the final word, but fuck off, movie. Fuck off, movie. Fuck. Really, fuck you. Fuck you, Passion Plantation. Fuck right the fuck off. I'm never watching you again. Oh, I'm going to watch it tonight. Oh, fuck. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to play a promo for a podcast that really fucking wishes it didn't have to follow this review. Hey, hey, hey following uh, Abel and Linda and Abilene doesn't seem so bad now, does it? Huh? Corrupted youth, huh? Yeah, sorry about this podcast on Haunted Hill. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Who is this? Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Oh, I think you've got the wrong number. Do I? I'm going to hang up. Wait. Popcorn? You're making popcorn. Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one? Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is that the one with the two guys with the beards? Uh, yeah, Dan and Gav. Dan and Gav, yeah. That podcast was scary. I liked it. Most episodes, they look at two different horror movies. Each episode, they look at a world of a strange, where they look at weird things from around the world. Sometimes, they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors' discographies and talk about them. Do you have a boyfriend? Maybe. So where can I find the podcast on Haunted Hill? Well, you can go to legionpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill. So, are you going to ask me out?
right, so I feel like that probably fits the Passion Plantation a little bit more. It's kind of a dour sort of yeah, song. The, the, yeah, yeah. I think it, it, it fits okay, right? I, yeah, I, I guess. Think so. Yeah, yeah. You know that that movie left us feeling really, really down. So I yeah. think we're gonna need to bring ourselves back up. All right. You think you're up for the task, or are you gonna read me another fucking pathetic fucking story about like rapist culture in like Glenwood, Iowa, with a fucking institution? No, no, I'm not gonna read you that one. <laughs> you're not gonna read me anything like that again? No. Uh, well, maybe someday when I really think you need it, but not now. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me what I need, which is some sorrow. from Robert Ward. That's our boy Robert. Yeah. 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 And uh, New York Post. Arizona man celebrates sobriety by getting drunk and stealing a motorcycle. Alright. I'm yeah. in. Alright. This sounds like some mad psyop shit to do. Yeah. Arizona man celebrating. Just to pull it. Yeah. An Arizona man celebrating uh, being four months sober by getting so drunk he ended up in jail according to reports. Old cops are bumbling dummies. Jackson Brady Hanley Jr., uh, 29, was busted in Mesa for allegedly taking a Kawasaki motorbike from a local dealer, causing $3,500 in damage, and by letting it fall against a fence as he drunkly pushed it home. You can't pay your bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. He said he was celebrating four months of sobriety and decided he wanted a motorcycle, stated a probable cause statement obtained by the smoking gun. <laughs> Hanley also told cops he was drunk from vodka and Moscato wine, the paper state. The defendant I'm said, stockpile all my guns because cops don't help you. The defendant said he was just going to walk it back home and try and start it there. The documents added, saying Hanley admitted to stealing the motorcycle on February 11th. <laughs> Instead of celebrating, Hanley posed for a mugshot as he was booked into jail after being charged with theft of means of transportation, a class 3 felony. That cock and shit is like metal. So that was a short one. <laughs> That was a quick news story. So we're going to do another one. He gets drunk. He steals a motorcycle. And yeah. He blows up not only his sobriety, but his freedom. Four months of sobriety. Yeah, yeah. And he fucked it all up for that. Maybe in his mind, the only way he can stay sober is to be locked in a jail cell. So he's doing what he needs to get sober. It's possible. Yeah. Maybe like jail is the only place he can do it. I mean, it's the right kind of routine that'll keep him going. He would have a support system built in. And, you know, it's a lot harder to get alcohol in jail. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know what? And also you get three square meals a day in jail. God, jail's starting to sound not so bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it weren't for the, like, unwanted, you know, sexual advances and constant fear of rape, it might not be that bad. Right? right? I don't know. You think we're pretty enough to... Well, I know I am. That's why I don't go. <laughs> Should I do another one? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Another one from Robert Ward. Wow, good job, Robert. Yeah, he's on, he's on fire here. Uh, supporting the show in all shapes and forms, man. Yeah, Child Protection Commissioner apologizes for saying strong sperm couldn't pregnant women in swimming pools. Shoots some fucking ropes. Exactly. Shooting a Shooting fucking, fucking hot load, 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 load dog. dog. That was like double up. <laughs> An Ind Indonesian Child Protection Commission KPAI commissioner has apologized for claiming that women could get pregnant from swimming in the same pool as men. My gum has a cure for cancer. Your will probably taste better. KPAI commissioner for health, narcotics, and addictive substances, City Hikmawadi, Hikma conceded that she had made an inaccurate statement. That it was 
it's even a female who stated this. I think that's going in the spank bank. Like, I could see, like, a dumb man saying that, but Jesus. OMG, a jizz drinking game. Just picture a Betsy Devos, but only put in charge of sexual health. Yeah, there you go. That's basically what's happening Yeah, here. it was a personal, she is quoted as saying that it was a personal statement and not from the KPAI. Come in uh, to me! She states in a press release on Sunday, adding that she had already made a retraction, but not before drawing widespread ridicule both online and offline. Countdown to Bukaki. City made the statement during an interview with the uh, TribuneNews.com saying that women should exercise caution when swimming in a public swimming pool Blood jizz. with men or risk getting pregnant. Blood jizz. There, she was saying, quote, there is an especially strong type of male sperm that may cause pregnancy in swimming pools. That's why I had to quit swimming, Matt. Because <laughs> you'd get pregnant? No, because I'd cause it. Oh. <laughs> why are you coming in public swimming pools? <laughs> That's my business. <laughs> and the clip. <laughs> <laughs> Even without penetration, she's <laughs> some not, fucking ropes. I don't want to complete this quote. Even without penetration, men may become sexually excited by women in the pool and ejaculate, therefore causing pregnancy. Shoot some unquote. fucking ropes. Shooting a fucking hot load all over this dog. She went on to say that this type uh, that this type of pregnancy was more likely to happen if the women in question had reached an age of being sexually active. Uh, she said that if women are in a phase where they are sexually active, such as pregnancy, may occur. No one knows for sure how men uh, react to the sight of a woman in the swimming pool. I feel like this is something her mother told her when she was younger. <laughs> and she believed it. And she believed it. And it was like her mother's way of keeping her out of a swimming pool. Right. You know, or something along those lines where it just does. It just seems like the kind of misinformation that a parent is responsible <laughs> for damaging their child with. Like Santa Claus. What, if you sit on Santa Claus's lap, you'll get knocked up? No, that he's not real. What? Oh, uh, no, that, uh, that, 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 um, his sleigh's not real. Technically now it's a roadster car. Oh, well, everybody knows that, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuckers, Santa's not real and religion's bullshit. <laughs> hey, fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. Also, Santa. <laughs> the look on your face for like a second, I thought you thought I actually yeah, believed. Yeah, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not Superman. I'm not that innocent. <laughs> uh, a series of bizarre claims were immediately met with strong responses from the public, including medical practitioners. The Indo Indonesian Doctors Association, the IDI, Executive Nazar said it was impossible for women to get pregnant in a swimming pool. Uh, not impossible. Well, if you're not Mostly fucking... because I put my penis inside of you bareback. In the swimming pool. That's how it could happen. <laughs> uh, uh, Although not, I... not recommended because, you know, the clothes and all the other stuff can do some real damage on those body parts, ladies. So a good, a good Bronson man. <laughs> Mostly hey. because I put my penis inside of you. Bareback. So a great Family Guy uh, cut back where they go. Even Charles Bronson, even tough guys like Charles Bronson need to cuddle. And then you see him in bed. Hey, Charles Bronson's wife. Why don't you come over here and cuddle a little bit? That's nice. <laughs> it's Jill Ireland, by the way. What? Jill Ireland is her name. Oh no, that's what he said though in that actual cut back. Yeah. yeah, he did. Even he goes, "Hey, Charles Bronson's wife." <laughs> That's how he even says it. I know. Uh, it was a, uh, the KPA mister. Oh, let's see here. Fucked up. I think that's going in the spank bank. The loving three-way with a corpse. Shoot some fucking ropes. Finger bang a girl with a corpse hand. The water in swimming pools contains chlorine and other chemical chemicals, he said on Sunday, as quoted by a natural news agency. 
sperm cannot survive in these conditions. So my, my sperm can survive in chlorine. It can't. I've tested it. It can. No, it can't. No, it can. No. Not that's that's chlorine a public pool. Maybe a private pool because it's less. Mm. Public pools, man, they, they really triple up on that chlorine. All right. So we're going to pause the episode and I'm going to prove it to you. Okay. Wait. I mean, who are going to get pregnant? Fuck. <laughs> that's like a winter level of fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> no one. That's how no, it's going to happen. The, yeah, uh, well, I don't have to prove that I can get someone pregnant. You I just have to, to prove, prove that it will survive. Stay alive? All right. <laughs> Go jerk off in a Petri dish. We'll get some chlorine. We'll see what's going on. Clip. <laughs> We're going to shock the sperm <laughs> clip. Uh, Indonesian citizens have weighed in on the matter by using what they are most known for, memes and sarcasm. Well, that's kind of how world works right now. It's all memes and sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, that's like what this show is built on. Yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah. So she's uh, apologizing. But, yeah, no one's letting this one go. Shooting there the you fucking go. hot load all over this dog. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the humongous bull. Filled with sperm that can impregnate people. Through yeah, chlorine. right. All right. Let's fucking pull the chain on this horse shit. Yes. All right, we're going to play the ending Legion promo. We'll have a little bit of music to close out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. very clearly ripping off some Johnny Cash and ringing of burning fires of sorts. Uh, just, but Ted, but yeah, it's all right. Yeah, but, you know, it, it fits with the type of movies that we're doing because we had a Western and then we had a rape or plantation, um, one and the same, pretty much. Yeah, probably. So I think that, that covers our, our, our gist right there because it, it has the sort of countryfied type thing. Yeah. You know, that that's how it works. That type of thing. So if you would like to find our previous episodes before they disappear from the potosphere and get 
place behind a paywall and or into an archive. One of the two is going to happen. I'm not sure which. You want to check us out? Legionpodcasts.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. We also have our Facebook group, Cinema Psyops, where some pretty tasty memes got made that I had to post for one of our members, Ken from Rhode Island, our boy Ken. Nice. Got himself in Facebook jail. Oh, no. What happened? I don't know 100%. I didn't really quite ask. I just know that a lot of our listeners like to post the nipples onto the the webs. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why he got zooked. I don't know. When Ken shows up or whenever uh, he pops back up, he can give us the story or, you know, he can even tell us. Free the nipples, goddammit. Yeah, definitely. Show us more boobs, goddammit. Yeah, free the nipples. Yeah, but not in our group. Nipples for world peace. But don't put them in our group until they actually get freed because we don't want any of you to get zooked and we don't want our group to get zooked. We don't want anybody going to Facebook jail. Yeah, so Facebook group Cinema PsyOps. You can find me on Facebook as Court PsyOps. You can message me there with your tasty ass memes if you're also in Facebook jail, but you can still message me through Messenger. And you can also find Matt PsyOp there. Maybe if you're nice enough, he'll even reveal his true identity. No. He won't even respond to your messages, so don't worry about that. I fell asleep. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. Let him know that you know who he is, and he better pay to keep you quiet. No. Hashtag don't dox me, bro. (laughs) Hashtag don't blackmail me, bro. Because I will turn you in to try to blackmail me. If I go down, you will go down big time. You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com, and you can tell him that his thinly veiled threats of blackmail for Matt are no longer working. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll go down if it means you have to go to prison. Wait, you'll go down on me if I have to go to prison? Wait. I think that's what you just said. Possibly. All right. All right. Might be worth the jail time. I mean, I guess. How good are you at that? Uh, I haven't I get, had can, any complaints. Can I, can I get a free sample? No, 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 no. There's no free samples in life. Hmm, bummer. <laughs> Would you like to cancel us on the culture? You can do so on Twitter where you can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats. I'm at court underscore psyop and he is at psyop Matt. If you're going to join cancel culture, man, you do it on fucking Twitter. Yeah, if you're going to cancel anything in the culture, you have to cancel it on Twitter. Otherwise, yes. it's not official. Yeah. Would you like to find some fucked up weird photos and also some really tasty ass fucking memes that got posted? Oh, the tastiest of memes. In our group will be shared on the Instagram cinema underscore psyops. That is fucking everything. Yeah. And much like the racist fucks that owned plantations, you gotta kick the fuck out of them and this week and make it your bitch. who were actually really horrible men. But was Wyatt Earp a really horrible man? Yes. Every single person in the Old West was a horrible person, Matt. <laughs> every single person. Can we admit that just every every single person? Every single living person. person on the face of this earth is a horrible person. <laughs> every Humanity is the fucking worst. Including us? Of course including us. <laughs> okay. Especially <laughs> us. And particularly you. You're a loser. 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 Happy Thanksgiving, Mom. Making us all feel like pervs because we're drooling over his sister just as much as he is. But, I mean, it's not our sister. Oh, right. (laughs) 
We're not supposed to pretend <laughs> that we're in that same scenario as him. I mean, we're not supposed to. <laughs> I think we are supposed to, actually. Well, I mean, you could. I'm not going to kink shame you for it. <laughs> or myself. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with pretending. It's only wrong whenever you actually do, do it. it. <laughs> but only in certain countries where it's illegal. Oh, are we one of those countries? Yes. Thank God. Damn it. We fight. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, okay. Things that make me go. Yeebies. All right. Rip the baby out oh, of the womb come of the on. mother. Fucking Cheeto. God damn. Had to do it. Had uh, to do it. They uh, leads to an internal dialogue for both of them, and them also uh, either doing the uh, you know five finger uh, you know the the five finger shuffle or the knuckle shuffle uh, uh, on themselves. Okay, okay, start over again and yeah. say it correctly. Yeah, holy shit, that was I really fucked that up. Yeah, that's outtake level bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know, uh, I know you speak not so good <laughs> with the words and stuff. I good numbers, not so good with words. How many tasties? You want for your mouth. Well, consent is a big part of, you know, sexual encounters. It should should, should be the biggest part of sexual encounters. Oh, it's actually penis size. Oh, no. No, I'm going to go ahead and say you're wrong on that one. <laughs> Once you've crossed the Mason-Dixon line, that's just how it is. It's not necessarily Mason-Dixon. This could be north and west. Yeah, it's not. It's just the isolation of it's, all of it's it It's not. It's <laughs> you want to call out a particular state and say that that's where you think it is in the Old West? You want to insult a specific state? Yeah, well, I think I did already in my notes, so I'm going to hold off on that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but yes, I did. I can call out states whenever I want. It's my opinion. Um, Which do not represent the opinions of PsyOps Labs. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, See, I'm perfectly okay with you bunch of cousin fuckers out there. Yes. Well, I never said I hated them. Just saying it's usually the South. Um, well, yeah. I mean, disproportionately. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, there's a snoo- what next? <laughs> okay, what? I don't know why. That's so fucking stupid. What the disproportion? Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. That just hit me for some reason. It was just funny. Right. Uh, it was a look in your fucking face. I was like, God damn it! No, you're not wrong. It's disproportionately <laughs> in the south. Yeah, you're, right. you're correct. Changing in the middle of the storm. No, 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 no. They're oh. in the kitchen. This okay. is not yet. Right. Not yet. Um, in I want to get to the part where it happens. I, 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 God no. damn it! So southwest. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's up north and colder doesn't mean that they aren't snuggling together in their fucking sod well, obviously, houses. Obviously, this is colder, though, so this is very hot. Right Very now, southwest. This is the deep, deep summer of the southwest. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they gone through enough? Some of the biggest assholes in this country are from the southwest. <laughs> This is how I imagine, like, except for, like, she would have to have a sheet over her with only a hole cut over where the pussy is. And this is how I imagine Mormons the first time have sex. Re- this is the first time you refer to a woman's vagina without saying or hoo-ha dilly yeah, or yeah, so, the fuck you say. But I think this is like, the this is if you put a sheet over her uh-huh. and they just had a hole cut out there and then the dude, and, and then Todd doing what he does, that's what I think Mormon sex is. Because he never loses the pants throughout this whole process. 
this. Uh, they have magic underwear they leave on, yes, but I don't think it works that way. I just, you know. Uh, but, uh, also, don't offend the fucking Mormons because they will come for you and they're violent as fuck. Fuck them. No, they are. Look really? at their history, yes. Well, yeah, they're violent as fuck, but all religion is. Fucking Catholic. Bring it, bitch. I know what's going on. I know what the score You're is. You're so fucking dumb. It's your fucking temple. A bunch of fucking Mormons are coming to your door and they're going to take you out. I will fucking dox you if they come at me. <laughs> I will dox you in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You Mormons, you're pretty cool people. It's all right. Yeah, now let me sip from my fucking caffeine, and then you can tell me later about how alcohol ruins marriages. <laughs> I mean, if you're just going to mock them already, what are we doing here? <laughs> what? They're coming for me anyway. Oh, okay. Hey, fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. <laughs> you, you might not be wrong on this one. I'm just saying. I mean, it's still sin, but at least this way God can't see it. <laughs> God doesn't see when you do anal. Clip. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's the magical loophole, Matt. It's not technically losing your virginity, and so you're technically pure because you gave up the over. So God's sitting up in heaven right now going, all right, these two people, they're not married. They're getting into bed together. Oh, man, they're about to break a commit. Wait, what happened? Where'd they go? I can't see them. They just disappeared. That's exactly what happens. He's like a T-Rex for movement. Oh, really? But, but just it's, it's butt everything sex. But, it, but butt sex, yeah. Once butt sex happens, boom. So that means like God's like sitting up there going, where do all the homosexual guys go? I never see them anymore. They're... Out of the streets and go to their homes, and then I don't see them. Sure. Yeah, that's how it just goes. Huh? Yeah. All right. Well, good. Good for them. Good for everyone. He's only concerned with premarital sex that could result in a baby. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. And for that, if it's you know, now the Satan is watching all the other stuff because he's going <laughs> to accuse you on the end of days. <laughs> Satan, Satan, they're going. <laughs> Satan's Satan's all. an ass freak. Satan's like <laughs> Satan sees all the butt sex, all of it, all of it, yeah. every ounce of butt sex. He's got six hundred and sixty-six channels. Of butt sex. <laughs> you, you think there's that much butt sex going on in the world yes. that if you any give him time? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, how, like right now, well, during this point in the podcast right now, what percentage of humanity is engaging in butt sex? 95. <laughs> we, Jesus. <laughs> We are way in the minority right now. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to be. <laughs> 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 oh, so fucking stupid. Okay, get your shit together. Yeah, I know. Hold on. In my own house, sir. In my own house, sir. Not on the tablecloth, I say, I say. It's giving me the vapors, I do declare. <laughs> oh, man. The next day... <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just I'm gonna stop joking so we can just fucking we get gotta this. get I I I feel like I I this is what's bad about doing these type of movies. I die a little bit watching them, and then I die a little bit more. We have to go right back through it. Note to self: Fuck find it. more movies uh. like this. Kill Matt in increments. <laughs> Mission accomplished. You know you have no more inner monologue. I was saying that out loud. I wanted you to hear it. Oh okay. Just because it's, it's doing it badly doesn't mean that it's not trying. It's so like a really weak-handed hand job. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're trying, but it's like they're wearing rubber gloves while giving it, so it seems weird. It's like rubber gloves, but it's like on the wrong for the wrong hand, so yeah, like it yeah. goes backwards and like the hand can't quite close, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. And it just feels awful in the <laughs> fucking band. Stop of the trying glove. at this point. Everything's wrong. The band of the glove is like getting stuck on your fucking pubic hair and pulling it out as it's happening. <laughs> That's how the plot of this movie is working. <laughs> oh man, that's just the worst hand job ever.
Oh my god, just fucking incest already. I mean, yes, we're looking for titties, but we want those titties wrapped in a heavy plot. We're just trying to prolong the amount of time that happens before we watch this brother and sister fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's all this is. God doesn't see when you do anal. Man, that is just the worst hand job ever. Why are you coming in public swimming pools? Go jerk off in a Petri dish.